there was once a church called God Almighty Tabernacle. One Saturday afternoon, Pastor Dave, the minister of God Almighty Tabernacle, he was at his church office putting his sermon together for the next day. Saturday afternoon turned into Saturday evening, which quickly turned into Saturday night, and before he knew it, it was 10 o'clock. He decided he'd better call home to let his wife know that he was still working at the church. Good idea, right? So he dialed his home number, and he got no answer, and he thought, that was pretty odd. I mean, it's 10 o'clock at night. His wife certainly ought to be home, right? So he hung up and he redialed. And this time she answered immediately. He asked if the phone had just rung and she said no. So he decided he must have dialed the wrong number and he forgot about it completely. But the next day after the service, he was having a quiet moment in his office when the phone rang. No one else was around, so he answered it. God Almighty Tabernacle, this is Pastor Dave. A very shaky voice on the other end of the line said, God Almighty Tabernacle, um, is this a church? The minister answered, why, yes, it is. How may I serve you? And with this, the man started to laugh and cry at the same time. And he said, you already have. Last night, you saved my life. You see, I'd reached the depths of despair. I was in the darkest place I have ever been. I had nowhere to turn and no one to turn to. I was even contemplating suicide. It was around 10 o'clock when the only thing I could think to do was fall on my knees and pray to God for help. Not thinking for a moment that I was worthy of God's help, but I was desperate. And while I was on my knees, the phone rang. I got up to answer it, but when I saw the words God Almighty on my caller ID display, I was too afraid to pick up the phone. That story perfectly illustrates what we're going to explore this morning. I want you to know that God, or for our purposes today, life, with a capital L, is calling you. It's calling you right now. Are you willing to answer? As we continue our theme for the month, which is, what shall this year bring? That's our question this morning. Will you answer life's call? Will 2023 be the year You answer life's call. And what is that call? Last week, we had a chance to identify it. If you weren't here, I strongly encourage you to go to our website, SantaAnitaChurch.org, and listen to that talk and do the exercise we did in the service to set your course for this year. Um, We each set an intention and a theme for our lives in 2023. Not only did we set personal intentions and themes. We also set them for this church. And I put together kind of a blanket statement theme based on what I heard from some of you. Um, How about living in spirit with love, joy, and enthusiasm? Does that sound about right? Is that what we want for this place? So God, life has called you. It is calling you right now. Will you pick up or will you just let it ring? 
I want to share four ideas with you this morning that will take you a long way in answering that call. And y'all know how much I like acronyms, right? (laughs) We've caught on to that. I'm always bringing the acronyms to the party. So let's choose to answer life's call by L, letting go of the past. I, imagining a greater life. F, freeing yourself to choose and E, expressing your divinity. So first to the L, letting go of the past. We cannot answer the call to a greater expression of life if we're holding on to the past. You can't climb to the next rung of the ladder without letting go of the one below. We have to let go of the old before we can call forth the new. And we did that with the burning bowl ceremony last week, didn't we? We let go of the old and invited in the new. Hanging on to the old only tarnishes the new, keeps it from developing in our life. In the gospel according to Mark, chapter 2, verse 19, Jesus told us, you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. Remember? And in the Science of Mind, on page 385, Ernest Holmes tells us, nature demands we change in order that we may advance. In order to be the true person that we were intended to be, it is necessary to let go of old ideas and patterns. It is as we let go of what we were, only then can we become what we are. Which reminded me of something Adyashanti says in his book, The End of Your World. And I loved this. This is about unbecoming who you are not. About undeceiving ourselves. Isn't that cool? In the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 9, verses 59 through 62, Jesus said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. What does that mean? I'm not talking about the literal statements. That doesn't sound very kind, does it? If you look at it literally, I'm talking about allegorically. And the answer is simple. You can't move forward and hang on to the past. It's very simple. As Ernest Holmes practitioner Victoria Papke used to say, you can't travel north and south at the same time. For you this morning, what might you realize it is time to let go of in order to answer that call, to live the intention and in the theme that you identified last Sunday, or which you will identify as you go back and listen to the sermon online? Moving on to the letter I, for imagining a greater life. One day, and I know you've heard this before, but I loved it, One day, a little old lady was walking down the street. She's carrying a small box with holes punched in the top. Her neighbor said, what's in the box? A cat. 
the little woman answered. What for? I've been dreaming about mice at night, and I'm scared of mice. The cats to catch them. But the mice you dream are imaginary, said the neighbor lady. The little lady turned to her friend, pushed the box aside, and whispered, So is the cat. (laughs) When we live out of our imagination, we live out of our potential. Are you willing this year to join me in opening to new ideas, new dreams, new possibilities? Are you ready to answer life's call by allowing your imagination to bring in newness? Ernest Holmes said, the latent divinity within us stirs our imagination and because of its insistent demand, impels and compels our growth. It is back of every invention. It proclaims itself through every creative endeavor. It has produced sages, saints, and saviors, and will, when permitted, create a new world in which war, poverty, sickness, and famine have disappeared. Are you ready to think bigger? Michelangelo wrote, the greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it is too low and we reach it. The danger is not in having false hope. Rather, it is in having no hope or low hope. The world is full of people who have aimed low and thought small and also those who want to impose small thinking on anyone who will listen and accept. The real challenge is not giving up, not giving in to setting standards of smallness for ourselves with low expectations. In the new year, we again have the opportunity, as we do every day, to aim high to dream larger, to attain the impossible and realize that we are the vehicle through which God expresses itself. Don't be afraid to think big. Remember, a dream by definition is an idea that transcends present circumstances and known limitations. The English poet Robert Browning said, Ah, but a man's reach should exceed his grasp. Or what's a heaven for? What big dream is contained in your intention and theme for 2023? And are you ready to imagine it? Now to F, freeing yourself to choose. William Jennings Bryan said in his cross of gold speech, and this led him to his political career. He said, destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. And it's true. And Ernest Holmes said, the power of choice with which man has been endowed is either his greatest blessing or his greatest curse. Properly understood, it can lift him to the heights misunderstood, it can drag him to the depths. He's free to choose anything which he wishes, but he must accept the responsibility for his choices because 
inexorable law will create his experiences according to his choices. I discovered a really cool example of this the other day. And y'all, if you pay attention to social media, you've probably heard this. But I just found it because I live under a self-imposed rock and I'm quite comfortable there. Um, But I stumbled across this on TikTok. um, And it's a trend that's kind of sweeping there. It began with an experiment started by two college girls. They had a friend who always said, I am so lucky, things always go my way. And they did. They noticed that this girl who said that, things happened for her. So they decided that they would actively start saying out loud, regularly, throughout every day, I am so lucky everything always works out for me. And lo and behold, everything did begin to work out for them. All kinds of opportunities, rewards, and gifts seem to kind of fall into their hands unbidden. If you look it up, you will see for yourself. And even cooler, they found that it was easy not only to achieve, but to excel in achieving goals that they'd set for themselves. Impossible goals, they thought. Nearly impossible goals, and yet it was a breeze. (laughs) And look, I snapped and sound came out. That doesn't happen every time. (laughs) But that's what happened. And so they continued saying this mantra. And the good keeps coming. And they still keep documenting it. And they're well out of college now. So this is still going on. Their story has inspired countless others who've taken on the same practice. And their story after story after story throughout social media, not just TikTok, um, of people all over the world experiencing the same results, doing the same practice. In the book of Job, chapter 2, verse 28, it says, You will decide upon a matter, and it will be established for you. Isn't that what those girls did? Isn't that what these people are doing? Doesn't that sound a lot like what's happening to these scores of people who adopted such a simple practice? We don't get to control the consequences of our choices, but we do get to control our choices. So to answer life's call, we must let go of the past, imagine a greater experience, free ourselves to choose, and at last, to E, expressing our divinity. It is important, though, to remember not to forget who you are in the process of answering the call. For example, a Jewish Talmud student left the old country for America to follow his dreams of a greater experience, and after many, many years, He returns home to visit the family. And upon seeing him, his mother asks, But where, son, is your beard? Mama, he replies, My beard is in the past. In America, nobody wears a beard. But at least you keep the Sabbath. Mama, you've got to really work to achieve your dreams. And in America, everybody works on the Sabbath. But you still eat kosher food, yes? Mama, in America, there are so many different foods to choose from, and it's very difficult to keep kosher. 
The lady ponders this information and then leans over and whispers in his ear, Isaac, tell me, you're still circumcised, aren't you? Don't let go of who you really are. And who you are is divine. You're a divine expression of God. And so the last and really the most important idea for this morning, for answering life's call, is to remember to express your divinity. If we view the Last Supper with mystic significance rather than pure literal acceptance, we can see it as a true call to remembrance, a transcendent experience available to us all. Through the symbolism of eating and drinking, Jesus urged his disciples to follow him and um, to follow him in appropriating the idea of the whole being. He said, do this in remembrance of me. This remembrance, according to Eric Butterworth, is that we are perfect spiritual beings. And another from Ernest Holmes, we should constantly vitalize our faith by the knowledge that the eternal is incarnated in us, that God goes forth anew into creation through each one of us, and that in such a degree as we speak the truth, the Almighty has spoken. So this morning, God, life is calling. Are you willing to answer the call by letting go of the past? Yes. By imagining your greater life expression? Yes. By freeing yourself to choose? Yes. And finally and most importantly, are you willing to pick up the phone with me by remembering to express your divinity? I say yes. Then say with me, will you? Today I answer life's call. Today I answer life's call. And so it is. Thank you.